and welcome to today's episode of the workings of a spiritual mind for listening to holly the voice behind the podcast so today we're looking into clear senses just exactly what these are does everybody have them and we're going to finish the episode off with a couple of different exercises you could try based on two of the clear senses we're going to look at today so what are clear senses Well, everybody who resides here on the physical plane, us physical people, we have five physical senses. These are seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling, and touching. Clear senses is a collective term of psychic abilities that correspond with those five physical senses. So one of the clear senses is clairvoyant, which is seeing, and that connects to our physical sense of seeing. Another clear sense is clairaudient, which is hearing, and that connects to our physical sense of hearing. So clear senses is like having a radio frequency that you can tune into and receive information, guidance and messages psychically rather than physically. So using those psychic senses rather than our physical senses. Does everybody have clear senses? Yes, 100%, whether you realise it or not. And if you cast your mind back to a time when perhaps you went to visit some family or some friends, And you walked into the room and you thought, bloody hell, you can cut the atmosphere in here with a knife. The tension is that bad. You're picking up on that tension, that energy, using a clear sense of feeling. You're picking it up by feeling that emotion and energy in the room. So there's probably a lot of situations you've gone through in life where you've used a clear sense without even realizing it. There are eight clear senses that we know of. Four of these are main and four of these are lesser known. So the main clairs are clairvoyance clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. The four lesser known are clairalience, clairgustance, clairtangency, and clairempathy. Now, claire is spelled C-L-A-I-R, and it's a French word when translated means clear. So clairvoyant means clear seeing, clairaudient means clear hearing, clairsentient means clear feeling, and claircognizance means clear knowing. Clear tangency means clear touching. Clear aliens means clear smelling. Clear gustance means clear tasting. And clear empathy means clear emotion. Spiritual practitioners, such as psychics and mediums, they all use clear senses in a reading. And you tend to find that you have one primary, one more dominant clear that is more consistent and more stronger than the others. But up to four clear senses can be used in a reading at one point. So if you think of all those visions or those feelings or the sounds that's coming through to the medium, it's a lot of information, but in a good way that it can be given as validation to the client, to the city who's come for a reading. So the more we can get through, the better. So for me, I'm clairvoyant with a little bit of clairsentience. I also use clairaudience. So clairvoyant means I see. So my seeing overrides everything else i then hear so that works alongside the clairvoyant and then i have that little bit of feeling so i could potentially be using up to three clairs all at once now any clair sense can be developed over time to grow stronger and clearer but it does take time it's something that you do have to work on and you can do that through different exercises or different meditations as long as you're prepared to put in the work have the patience take the time and effort any clear sense can be developed. So let's look at the four main clairs. So the first one, clairvoyance, which means clear seeing. So this is the ability to see people, objects, places, and symbols through the mind's eye 
which is your third eye chakra. So that's located in between your eyebrows and just up slightly, but also through physical seeing. And that's where the connection is between psychic senses and physical senses. Images that are shown provide information and can hold a lot of details that can be given to the sitter, to the client who's come for a reading that helps give that validation of that connection. For example, you may be shown a memory of like a picnic or a fishing trip. You may be shown a holiday of a real good time that that loved one had with their family that they want them to remember. You may be shown an object that that loved one had cherished and was in their possession for such a long time. You can give details on that, but you can also see symbols, which I'll move on to a second. But the images that are shown can be played out like a movie or they can be like still pictures of the past, present and future. And clairvoyance, you may have heard in the past, it's usually referred to like a sixth sense or a second sight. So I mentioned before about symbols, which mediums and psychics will use. And you tend to find out what symbols mean as you're progressing in your mediumship journey. So for some, when you're doing a reading, they might just be shown a symbol and then they'll just know. They'll use their intuition to know what that symbol means. For me, as I was building up my bond with my spirit guide, we did like an exercise where I said to my guide, okay, show me the symbol if someone's passed from an illness. Show me the symbol for this, for that. So then I started gathering these symbols that I put in like my little library and that I use for reading. So if they pop up, I kind of know what they're referring to. And then I can work on my message a bit more in detail based on that symbol. So to give you an idea of the type of symbols I use, and these will differ by medium, but these are the kind of the more prominent ones that I tend to use in a reading. So if I'm shown a single red rose, really vibrant, green leaves, green stem, that usually indicates an anniversary. If I see the letters A and E lit up over a door, that indicates that loved one passed from an accident. If I'm shown a saline drip, so an ivy drip attached to a metal stand, that indicates an illness. If I'm shown a dagger that is pointing down at an angle, that indicates a murder. If I see a brown rope that's tied as a circle but kind of standing upright, that indicates suicide. If I see a black and white image of a baby in a womb uh, laying down, it's head to the groin, head to the right side, but the baby's heart is bright red, that indicates stillborn or a miscarriage. If I see the letter C in gold and white with some sparkles on, that indicates cancer. And if I see a heart that's broken, so split in two, one half is red, one half is black, that indicates a heart attack or an illness or some kind of issue in that area of the chest. And you can have different symbols for many different things. You can even have symbols that represent different seasons. So the spring, summer, autumn, winter. And those are used alongside the images of what's coming through to the medium to help relay the message. So clear audience, which is clear hearing, this is the ability to hear voices, sounds and messages through your physical ears, but can also come through your mind's eye, so through that third eye chakra. And this is typically used alongside clairvoyance. It's like telepathic information coming in and you can hear the voice as your own voice. You could hear it as a voice of your spirit guide or even the voice of the spirit you've connected to. And you can hear an entire sentence or you may hear just a few words or names that can then build into a more detailed message. 
And Clear Audience is really good to give extra validation to the clients. If you're picking up the sound of the spirit itself, you can really give information if that voice is soft, calm and gentle, or maybe a bit gruff and gravelly. So it's another good way of giving great validation. Clear sentience, which is clear feeling. This is the ability to pick up on emotions, pains and feelings, but it's also the ability to feel the presence of a spirit. So the emotion, pains and feelings, that can be quite overwhelming, but again is another important way of creating that connection to give that validation. The medium may feel chest pains, indicating some kind of heart issue or lung disease may feel a sense of pride and happiness from the loved one that wants to relay that back to the physical person who's come for the reading. As example for me, if you've listened to the psychic and medium episode, I mentioned how I conducted a reading where the lady had passed from a gunshot wound and that was imprinted on me. So I felt that it wasn't very pleasant, but it was a good way of making that connection. When I mentioned about ability to feel the presence of a spirit around you, so for me, when I'm not doing a reading, I might just be sitting watching a really good film on the telly, minding my own business, and I could feel a spirit coming towards me. It could be a spirit of a loved one, it could be my spirit guide. I could kind of feel someone coming up towards me. And it, the way I could describe it, it's like almost like an electric type feel, but softer. So if you think of like, if you go outside and the, the storm clouds are brewing, you can sometimes pick up the electric in the air of the lightning and the thunder that's brewing. It's kind of like an electric feeling that builds up as the spirit's coming closer to me, but softer and more subtle. More of a nice feeling than one of lightning. And then we have clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. So this is the ability to sense and just know what you're sensing is true. It's like a download of information to the medium about a person or a situation that they wouldn't typically know, but they trust the information, they trust their intuition and know that what they're receiving and what they're feeling is correct. It's like information that comes out of nowhere, like knowing about something that's going to happen before it actually does or knowing something about a person that they wouldn't typically share. Now let's look at the four lesser known clairs. Clair tangency, which is clear touching. This is also known as psychometry. It's the ability to touch an object and receive information on its background, such as who owned it, where it's come from, its history, its details. It's also the ability to feel when you're being touched by spirit. So to give an example of both, when I was starting out on my mediumship journey, I asked a friend of a friend if they could loan me an object that I could read. Don't tell me anything about this object, just pass it over and let me be on my merry way. So I'd done a reading by holding this object. I tuned into it and started getting information through my seeing. So I was being shown about where this object had come from, who owned it. So I wrote all the details down. So even though I'm using clear tangency because I'm physically touching the object, all the information actually came through by clear seeing, my clairvoyant. So I gave my friend of a friend the details and she validated some of the bits and bobs that came through. So it was probably a half and half, half of it was correct, half of it wasn't. But that's the good thing about doing exercises like this, especially when you're on your mediumship journey, you can't be right all the time. You're not going to be 100% accurate all the time, but that's the whole point we do these exercises and we do practice readings. Another time I tuned in, not so much to an object, but to a place. So here in the UK, we have a location called Bodium Castle. 
which is a big old castle grounds with some garden areas. A lot of it is in ruins now, but you can still walk through it and get some idea of the history and the background of it. So I went on a family trip and I was walking into a large room that had no roof. It was in ruins, so the brick walls were still around. And I thought, I'll just put my hand on the wall just to see what would happen and tune in. So I did that and it was on a weekend. So there was, there was a lot of people who probably looked at me and thought, hmm, not entirely sure what she's doing, but let's just leave her to it. So I put my hand on the wall, tuned in. I didn't really expect anything to happen. And it was almost like this whoosh sensation where the ruins disappeared. So I'm seeing this again through my mind's eyes. So my eyes are closed. The ruins disappeared. And I'm then shown this beautiful room in all its glory as it was back then, like really high ceilings, walls. There was a, a really long like banquet table in the middle of the room, a big old like chandelier type light at the top. So it's like a banquet hall. And because I didn't really expect anything to happen, I took my hand off the wall and then I thought, actually, that was pretty interesting. Like I can't believe that just happened. Put my hand back against the wall and typically nothing happened. But that was a really good experience and one of the very few times that I've used clear tangency. So I mentioned it was also the ability to feel when you're being touched by spirit. So I've got two examples here, one that's quite nice and one that's not so nice. So there was a time a couple of years ago, it was around Christmas time, but I was really quite poorly. I had a cold that then changed into a chest infection and somehow that changed into an ear infection. And at that point in my life, I'd never had an ear infection before. And I hope I never go through that again. It was the worst pain. It was in both ears. It was in the middle of the night. You don't know what to do with yourself. So you're just sitting there, like you try and change your mind by watching telly or something, but it just doesn't help. The pain is still there. No matter what you do, it doesn't take it away. So I'm sitting up in my bed, crying a little bit, feeling a bit sorry for myself. And I felt a gentle hand on my back, stroking my back up and down. And it was a really like nice, soft feeling for me. For yourselves, listen to this, you're probably thinking, bloody hell, no, that's a bit too freaky for me. But for me, it was really comforting. I really quite enjoyed that experience. The not so nice experience was when I sat in a condemned man cell. So I went on a ghost hunt to a place called Arundel Jow House, which is in a lovely little village called Arundel. When you go on a ghost hunt, the people who run it usually ask for volunteers to go and stand in a room or sit in an area on your own. That's me. Yeah, I'm usually the one, first one there to stick my hand up. So I sat in the condemned man's cell. I tuned in a little bit, but I wasn't really picking anything up. And then I felt this massive cobweb go across my face. So I'm thinking, there's a spider. So I'm trying to wipe my face to the point where I come out of the room and they were like, are you okay, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, so I was this massive spider, massive cobweb. Of course, you put your light on, there's nothing there. And it has been said when spirit touch you that it feels like a cobweb. So it feels like a feather type cobweb feeling. So then I started thinking, well, I sat on my own in the condemned man's cell. It was probably a man touching my face, wanting to like feel my skin, you know trying to let me know he was there that wasn't a pleasant experience but it was still an experience that I quite enjoyed in a weird way yeah so then we have clear aliens which is clear smelling this is also known as clairolfaction but more so known as clear aliens this is actually more common than we realize it's the ability to pick up smells with or without using your physical nose 
Smells such as fragrances, food, smoke, smells that aren't present there at that particular moment in time. Now, smells are often a reminder of our loved one that's passed, that is done with the intent to trigger our memory of them. So if your grandfather smoked cigars, you might smell cigars. If your sister-in-law used to wear a particular perfume that you don't even own and you smell it, that's their way of saying, hello, I'm still around, please remember me. I've used Claire Alliance once, not in a reading actually. This was when, this is quite a while ago. This is when um, I just started off on my spiritual path. And I went on a family holiday to Cornwall. And we went to visit a National Trust location that had a house and gardens and you could walk in the house. There's a lot of historical information in the house, such as, you know, big old portraits on the walls and some items or objects behind like glass cases so you don't touch it. So I went into one room and I remember it was during the week. So even though there were tourists around, there weren't a lot of people. I walked into this room on my own and the only other person in there was the volunteer guide that you usually find in these places. So if you have a question, you can ask them about things. And I just smelled this really thick, heavy smoke and it stunk. I'll be quite honest, it stunk. And I was drawn to an area of the room, like a corner of the room where it was, it was just, to me, it was blacker than other parts of the room. And because it was quite a thick smell, I walked out the room probably a little bit quicker than I should have done because the guide came over, this volunteer, and asked if I was okay. So I just said, my gosh, yeah, I just smelt fire. Like there was a fire in that room and I felt like it burnt all this area. Now he confirmed that there was a fire in that room once upon a time. It wasn't a big fire, so it wasn't significant enough to put plaques on the walls to say, here was a fire in 1842 or whatever, but it was enough so that the volunteers knew. So if anyone did kind of get an idea of that, they'll be able to relay the information. And he explained that this part of the, the room, the corner of the room was destroyed. It was very black, um, heavily smoke and fire damage and it had to be refurbished. So that was again, another good interest and experience for me. So clear gustance, which is clear tasting, this is the ability to experience a taste in your mouth without anything physically being in it. And this is similar to clear alien, so the clear smelling, where it's usually linked to the memory of a person who's looking to communicate and give you a sign of their present. Like a favourite food, your grandma might used to cook all the time. Or if your grandfather liked a little whiskey on a Friday night, you might start tasting a little bit of a whiskey taste in your mouth that is there as a, again a hello I'm still around please remember me and then we have clear empathy which is clear emotion so this is often confused with clear sentience because they are both a form of feeling but clear empathy is the ability to pick up emotions from a person that's either physical or spiritual it's like picking up the feelings and thoughts of a person or even attitudes of a person, a place or an animal, and then feeling the associated mental and emotional result of that thought or attitude. Clear empathy can be very overwhelming. And it's usually felt more by people who are empaths, whether they realize it or not. And we'll talk about empaths on another podcast because there's quite a bit of detail to go into that. But that's quite another fascinating topic we can have a look into. So now let's look at a few of the signs and indications of people and their attributes of if you have a clear sense. So some of these you might resonate with. If you don't, that's okay. So if you're clairvoyant, so you can see, you may experience frequent vivid dreams. 
You may have a deep connection to beautiful things such as colours or nature. You may see flashes of lights and colour. Clairvoyant people often daydream, have a very good imagination and they're very creative people, easily able to visualise things. People who are clairaudient, so clear hearing, they usually have an enhanced sense of hearing. They're easily able to distinguish sound from sound. You may hear high-pitched noises or your ears ring. You may find that you have conversations with yourself, which I do, I will admit it. You may hear noises when no one else is around, but typically you'll find they're pretty good listeners and they give pretty good advice. People who are clairsentient, so clear feeling, they can typically feel the energy easily change in a room. They have a strong connection to animals. You might find that a particular animal always comes up to you. So for me, when I'm out and about, I get a lot of dogs coming up to me, like in a nice, friendly manner. Even though I'm a cat person, I get a lot of dogs, which is quite nice. Clairsentient people do have difficulty being in crowded places for too long because there's too much emotion and feelings there. As a result, people could think you're being a bit too sensitive. You do pick up other people's emotions and generally you have a good, strong gut instinct. And then clear cognizance, so clear knowing people who just be able to pick up things and know they're true. They know their gut instinct is always right and they're easily able to tell if someone's fabricating a story or telling a few little lies. They generally have random ideas or solutions to problems, good judge of character. You may find you often interrupt conversations as you kind of know what's going to be said next. And as I mentioned before, they just know when things are true. So I've got two exercises for you to do based on clairvoyant and clairaudient. And these are exercises that I used to do when I was building on my mediumship. And it really did help me grow them in strength. So give these a go. Now, when I mention about like exercises and meditations, a lot of people put their walls up because they think, oh, no, 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 I don't open myself up to anything. I don't want anything coming towards me. You are not doing anything of the sort. You are just doing a visualization and a hearing exercise. You're not opening yourself up to spirit. You are just working on your senses. Okay, so let's look at clairvoyance, so seeing. So what I'd like you to do, and you don't have to tell people you're doing this. You do it if you want to give it a go. Do it in your own time, in your own space. What I would suggest is that for both of these, go into a room, shut the door so you're not going to be disturbed. So with the exercise for seeing, go in a room, uh, close the door, make sure you're not disturbed, put your phone on silent or do not disturb. And what I want you to do is find an object in your home and then hold this object up in front of your face for a good three to four minutes and really look at the item, really look at its colour, its shape, its size, and then place the object or the item down and I want you to close your eyes. So close your eyes and take a few deep breaths in and out Get yourself settled in the moment. Now in your mind's eye, so your eyes are closed this entire time, in your mind's eye, I want you to visualise the object that you just held up in front of your face and really look at the object just like you did, looking at its colour, its shape, its size. Give yourself about 10 minutes, so you may want to put your phone on a timer. When those 10 minutes are up, open your eyes and write down exactly what you saw. Just let it flow. And then have a little look back at what you wrote down and see if anything that you wrote appeared different in your mind's eye to it being in front of your face. So was the colour a different shade? Was it a different size? Did it slightly look at a different angle? It's things like that you're kind of looking for. For clear audience, so hearing, 
Again, take yourself off into a quiet room, shut the door, turn your phone off or put it on silent or whatever you want to do. Just make sure you're not going to be disturbed by any outside noise. What I want you to do is write down these four items, objects that I'm going to mention. Have a glance over those and then begin the exercise. Once you've had a look, take a few deep breaths in and out, close your eyes and focus on each one for a couple of minutes. So the first one is birds singing. So really focus on the volume, the type of noise they're making. Then focus on an instrument playing, any instrument that comes to mind. Really focus on what you're hearing and the tune it's playing. Then focus on an aeroplane flying past. Can you hear it? Can you not? Is it loud? Is it soft? And then focus on an animal. So a cat meowing or a dog barking are two good examples. Really focus on can you hear that dog barking? Are they close to you? Are they far away? So focus on each one of those as much as you can for a couple of minutes. Then you open your eyes and write down exactly what you heard. And then have a look over what you wrote. Did one of those sounds come across stronger than the other? So those exercises you can do over and over again. Try and do something different each time, like try and hold a different object up each time. But it's a good way of working on those two particular clear senses, trying to develop them and grow stronger. So that's it with today's episode. I hope you found that interesting. The next episode we're going to look at is the types of mediumship out there that you can come across. We're also going to look at a couple of the names I mentioned in the very first episode, Introduction to Mediumship. So if you haven't listened to that, maybe go back and have a little listen, because we're going to look at a few of the names I mentioned in there, because they will relate to the types of mediumship we're going to look at. So wherever you may be, I hope you enjoy the rest of the day, your evening. Stay safe out there and I will catch you on the next episode.